Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel-tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. Uh, having an import- having the right bag for the right journey is incredibly important. Uh, you and I are uh, going slightly out of town together we this are. weekend. Uh, have you started packing yet? No, I haven't, and I, I should because I, I do enjoy uh, packing. I like knowing where everything is. I like optimizing my space in yeah. the bag. It's you very know. nice having different sections and things. Yes. Uh, that's all. And then, of uh, course, at the end of the trip, throwing everything in as hastily as possible and leaving. Well, sure, because it's all dirty now, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. Crucial. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. This weekend at the box office, forget about saving the game. Can free guys save theaters? We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 165th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And when it comes to saving theaters, I think Free Guy's file might have been corrupted. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't. I was a... I was struggling with this uh, intro. Not struggling. I just was like, I, think, I don't know how much thought I want to put into it, but um, I ultimately went with saving the game. I, wanted I think to, it worked great. Yeah. They say uh, two's a crowd, but free is a company. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but free people went to see it. <laughs> More than free people. <laughs> it almost made free. He might be called free guy, but y'all spent money on this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I think the saving the game was okay. <laughs> was uh, was a strong one. I'm going to give you some options this weekend at the box office. He's called the free guy, but it wasn't free to buy a ticket. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this the 165th episode of What's in the Box Office. This weekend at the box office, free guys. Why just guys? Free gals and guys all invited to see Free Guy this weekend. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this 165th episode of What's in the Box Office. This weekend at the box office, Free Guy. Hey, that's what Moses said to Pharaoh. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this 165th episode of What's in the Box Office. So just use the best one of those. How's uh, how's how's this one? Mm. And this this does presuppose a world in which uh, Goodfellas was re-released this weekend. My favorite and, kind of world is a f- presupposed. It's just a and, blank slate. And it outgrossed Free Guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, free Guy, more like Wise Guys. This weekend at the box office, free guy, audiences around the country said more like wise guys. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 165th episode of What's in the Box Office. Wonderful. Yep, just use take the best one of those. Cut the rest uh, of the shit out. <laughs> I think I'll leave them all in. Give give everyone a little taste of our uh, our process. No, but before... no one likes to know how the sausage is made. But before you add any more to the list, mm. I'm going to go straight into my top five. Yeah, because I definitely sounded like I have more. <laughs> you never know. Uh, so last week, I promised you the top five uh, Simpsons I was wondering if characters. you forgot. I know. Uh, of course not. When uh, did this, you remember? Or was this, this doing truly all week? Was uh, no, like... I was. I was uh, I've been thinking about it for some time. Okay, great. I. Uh, and the list is impossible, and it would be entirely different. <laughs> and I'm not I didn't doing actually it. sit down to like made it. Make the list it is impossible, and today. so I've decided not to do it. 
And if I made it again tomorrow, it would probably be a different order. Yeah. But this is the list. So here we go. Number five is Principal Skinner. Good call. Good call. I just watched Steam Hams. Oh, it's I just yeah, watched that episode. That, Although that name has transcended. I know, into but the like culture. really the star of that is Chalmers, though. I, I just think when he comes I, out and he goes, uh, Steam Hams. And yeah. then just his Aurora Borealis thing is just incredible. I mean, it's just in, may I see it? It's just yeah. incredible. But then no, Skinner's the, no mother. It's just the Northern Lights. It's just yeah, it's great. Terrific. I uh, <laughs> lots of lot, lots of great Skinner shit. Uh, did you just call me a liar? I was telling. No, I said you were fired. Oh, oh that's much much worse. worse. I was telling Shauna uh, last week that I watched the episode where uh, Radioactive Man. Uh-huh. Where the cast of the movie says so Skinner over the oh, intercom says, uh, um, uh, good news, children. Uh, made The production studio is going to be auditioning local students for the role of Fallout Kid. And then Nelson goes, it's Fallout Boy, jerk, or whatever. And he's yeah. just, there's a shot of the intercom, and you just hear him go, funny, I shouldn't have been able to hear that. <laughs> I remember that. There's that also there's, there's there's another one at the intercom where where Smith. This is the who shot Mister Burns for one. It's me. Yeah. He goes, uh, uh, Principal Skinner. This is your secretary. We uh, there's another student here to see you. That's funny. I don't have an intercom or a secretary, but send yeah. him in. <laughs> uh, and then of course the my uh, my power as principal is total. Uh, yes, he's great. Yeah, lots Born of announcement. He's great. Lots of Good lots call. of incredible lines from Good Skinner. Call. Number four, I went Ned Flanders, the lovable neighbor Ned. Ned is good. Ned is also Harry Shear, if I'm not mistaken. So okay. would you then consider Ned uh, Shears better as Ned than as Skinner? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I would. Uh, I think I would say so. Interesting. All right. I just. I mean, what's the, what's there to say about Ned Flanders? He's just kind of pitch perfect throughout the episode where he gets mad. Is yeah, wonderful. Hurricane Nettie. The whole uh, the whole leftorium thing is great. His his just his interaction with his extended family, the kids. I kind of lump them all into the Flanders. I, clan. Well, yes, I was going to say him with Rod and Todd is really where you get me. Where he says yeah. like the most boring <clears throat> thing, and then they are so excited about it. Yeah. Um. Uh, is really we're not going really to church funny. today among your favorites. I, I retweeted every Saturday. That's you know what it's weird is that's a dream he has. Oh really? Yeah, Mar. I think it's Marge says like, uh, "Have you ever failed as a parent?" And he comes in and that's like one of the things that he's like, oh, "I'm dear. so ashamed that day." It's, yeah, it's not like a real world scenario. It's like it's either a dream or it's a uh, flashback. I forgot which. I but, uh, n- yeah, that's <clears throat> a good one. Yes. Number three, Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. Oh my god! Of course. I, I wonder if that is my favorite. I think it might be Troy, though. Troy might be my favorite uh, um, Phil Hartman R.I.P. character. That's uh, not I. I could I could see I could see that. It's tough. I just I, I watched I recently watched the Fish Called Selma. Yeah. Is that the one where she marries Troy, or is that is that the one where she marries Sideshow Bob? I, I don't remember. Anyway, I watched the Sideshow Bob one, which always surprises me that there is a plot line involving... Uh, I just watched the Troy McClure one, and it always surprised me there's a plot line involving him like fucking fish. It feels very graphic for that show, that kind of sure. over-insinuatedness. But um, but there's a great moment by uh, the the kids are in his pool, and he goes, Hi, I'm Troy McClure, your future uncle. And he's, he's, very, he's just so fucking good at that show. Uh, the, this top three for me is basically like, they're they're all first place. What like, what's, what 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 is your favorite Lionel Hutz thing though? Like what what are some my, like, lines that come to your head? My favorite is Lionel it the No Hutz Money thing. Down, which I also just watched. I that's up there. I I mean, when I just now the first Lionel Hutz line that came to mind uh-huh. was uh, "I'd like to move for a bad court thingy." <laughs> I. I mean, I I really can't pick. That's the thing about Lionel Hutz is that all of his all of his lines, all of his scenes are perfect. I mean, there's something that I in that episode. There's a thing where he uh, they keep objecting and sustaining and shit, and he says, "If I hear that one more time, I'm going to scream." And then they do, and he does. And I was like, "Oh, that's a good, obvious of a joke." But um, 
But that's a, the the bed court thingy is great. The money down is great. Um, the uh, the I'll sell you this one. It's almost full with the, uh, the thing. Oh, I also love uh, when again radioactive man. Where Millhouse becomes radioactive. Uh, Fall Out Boy, and he goes Millhouse baby. Lionel Hutz, your future agent, manager, publicity. Uh, pu- uh, sorry, publicist, drug dealer. I mean, keep away. <laughs> Is great. Yeah, Lionel, I've argued Lionel in front of every incredible. judge in the state, often as a lawyer. Uh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm honestly my favorite, Mr. Simpson. Don't you worry. I watched Matlock in a bar last night. The sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it. Yeah. It's really funny. Really great. This is the most blazing case of fraudulent advertising since my suit against the film, The Neverending Story. He's very good. I'm just looking up lines for your characters. Go ahead. Who's next? So I can yeah. Come up. Uh, number two is Grandpa Simpson. Okay, Grandpa Who Simpson is a family member, but not one of the main five. Uh, so much excellent shit from Grandpa. We were just talking recently about uh, the Hellfish episode. I just watched where, that today. Uh, can't can't you go five seconds without embarrassing yep. yourself and then his pants fall down? That's a really stylized episode. Like, there's a lot of shit in that that's like action packed and like cinematography wise like there's the 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 light from the lighthouse or from the grave uh-huh. goes out and then bart lights a flare and like burns is behind him and he just gets illuminated in red it's very easy. Yeah. it's a very cool episode in that regard it's uh, it's among my favorites um i mean there's just a thousand of them there's i mean do you remember what some of mine are i the lamps running away Lamps Running Away is one of my absolute favorite ones, yeah. Uh, he keeps screaming, death. <laughs> I like the uh, the, do- the toys cursed, cursed. Have <laughs> you said that about all the toys? I just want attention. Uh, um, happy birthday, we talked about last episode, him yes. holding up the present to the man across the street for his one, one-year-old granddaughter's birthday. My, You, uh, you love the, all the lemon shit. Yes, all the lemon shit is great. My, my favorite has got to be... Uh, him talking to Homer about sex. sex. What, do you not like hear, hearing your old man talk about sex? I've had sex. <laughs> There's also, uh, um, I like him singing to Homer the, uh, the you gotta play it cool if you want to make your move. Like that yeah. whole song is very funny. Um, Grandpa is terrific. What else? I... Well, then we move on to my number one, which is... Uh, Wait, let me see if I can get this. Okay. I My gut is actually saying Burns. Okay. Uh, no, you mentioned him last week. It's Sideshow Bob. Really? That's yeah. so weird. I don't see him as like a character. He's like a guest star on the show. I know. Do you, do you feel the same way about Lionel Hutz? No, because Lionel Hutz was in... We'll just... No, because... Um, Kelsey Grammer's in like an episode a season. Yeah. Whereas Lionel Hutz and Troy McClure pop up of, you know, in like a dozen episodes a year they were in. Okay. So they just All felt right. more around. Whereas Sideshow Bob has an episode dedicated to him every year. You know, it's like I think that, I think, that, I think it's fair to penalize him for that, but he's just so good that like, I don't care. Yeah. Is in, in so many of the, absolute classic episodes mm-hmm. kelsey grammar could not be more perfect no it's yeah absolutely uh the him stepping on the rakes might be the like <laughs> defining <laughs> simpsons meme of our generation well we have labeled that as our favorite episode yeah the, and the, I, the, uh, the, the I cape fear there's so much right. from that one episode with him right there's the who wants to take a shortcut through the 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 cactus no yeah the 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 parade stomping his head and shit him uh him laughing in the theater yeah just straight out of the the remake of cape fear and then homer doing it because they're watching like ernest goes to jail or some shit yeah uh is isn't that that's also uh, this isn't like this isn't his line, but uh, he's writing the letters in blood. I was just going to say, use a pen, Sideshow Bob. Use a pen, Sideshow Bob. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, the Bart, the, I just watched the episode where he uh, runs. <laughs> what? 
No, just in in that same scene, you know, we we object to your use of the term urine soaked hellhole when you just as easily could have said pee pee soaked heck hole. Right, Cheerfully right, right. withdrawn. Yeah. Uh, I just watched the episode where he be, he runs for mayor off of the Rush Limbaugh okay. parody. Yeah, uh, which is a which is also a good one. Um, yeah, he is a he's. I mean, it's it really is a perfect um, match, uh, and I think Kelsey Grammer is just like just a force of like him. I was going to say when you mentioned him that like, it's his best thing. He's just, per, he's the most perfect for it. And then like, no, it's uh-huh. just Frazier is just, yeah, it's gotta be Frazier. But like, it, like he has two things that are so commanded by his specific timing and the cadence of his voice. It's like incredible. He's incredible. He's, yeah. He's really quite good. I think my favorite is uh, uh Monty Burns. Okay. The next thing I want you to do, Noah, for next uh-huh. week is to continue the Simpsons thing. I'm going to give you a challenge. Okay? okay. Into it. Writing it down. I want you to rank the top five Simpsons voice artists. Main cast only. Okay. So, so no, so Kelsey's out. But um, I, 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 I'd include Phil Hartman because he, again, he was on the show a lot throughout the season. Obviously, Marshall Wallace. You know, it doesn't have to be the family and then like the three others who do 20 people. Sure. Anyone, be, anyone that voices semi-regular characters. Right. Krabappel, you know, uh, Millhouse, all these yeah. who are not voiced by regulars. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I, I, that's a task I'm putting up for. You have to do a lot of research and just get a whole list of all. Of them, it's, it is, uh, it will be done. I think it's, uh, that's interesting. All right. Enough of our Simpsons podcast. This is turned. Yes. Into. I, Which yeah, let's I move don't right. think there is one. No, I'm kidding. There's <laughs> Let's move right back into the box office with our actual top five. <clears throat> Number one was the opening of Free Guy, which opened to $28.3 million. Don't Breathe 2 opened at number two with $10.6 million. Jungle Cruise came in at number three with nine point one. That was a 42.3% drop from last week. That is up to $82.2 million. Respect opened at number four with $8.8 million. And the suicide, <clears throat> my goodness, oh the Suicide Squad uh, startled me with its fall to number five, seven point four million. That was a seventy one point five percent drop, yeah. uh, which was not a crack in my voice. That was the number uh, that has forty two point six million dollars. But they added seventeen theaters. Um, when we were watching the Suicide Squad, you know how AMC has that thing where they uh, they say, um, you know, uh, to our valued A list members, thank you. And sure. those of you who are not a list, and I always make the joke, you know, f- go fuck yourself. But yes. after that, they do the um, uh, don't talk, don't text, you know, don't yeah. ruin the movie. So right before that, I think it was Joe that leaned over and said, don't breathe. And I thought, hey, wouldn't that be I would I would literally give them a. Uh, a, let's say even a quarter, even though I can't do quarters on Letterboxd, and nor uh-huh. should you in a review. But I would give them the benefit of a quarter doubt of a star if before that they made a deal with AMC where it said, you know, don't talk, don't text, don't post, don't breathe, too. And then the movie started for Don't no. Breathe, too. It was only no, in the don't, it was only in the Don't Breathe theaters. But uh, I, thought, I, thought, I would literally walk in and go, oh, that's fun. We're having fun, you know? Yeah. Nice to have fun. It's nice to have fun. Our feature presentation is Free Guy, which made $28 million. Hey, that's also fun. Um, yeah. Uh, you, well, let's talk about it. I think the movie didn't cost a whole lot. I'm looking that up now. But okay. uh, projections going into the wall. All right, looking at that number, Noah, what do you think? I, I do you mean, want the budget? For, I, I want you not to think about the budget. I want you to think about the um, – the feeling of the movie, the feeling of the marketing, the buzz behind it, the marketplace. How does that sit with you? I mean, that especially after last week, that feels like basically the best you could hope for. Right. Uh, you know, my my initial thought is, wow, that's the same number Suicide Squad made, <laughs> give or take like two million dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, double checking that. Yep. Twenty six point two. 28.3 so 
2.1 million off. Right. I, so yeah, I think that's, I think, I think we're in a time when that's basically the soft cap Mm -hmm. on what a movie is going to gross is like $30 million. So that seems good. Well done. Free guy. Yeah. You know, um, it costs between a hundred and 125. Huh? Okay. Okay. Huh? Sure. Mr. Sure. Budget. Yeah. Uh, love, love to hear the sub one fifty. It's a, uh, it, on Wikipedia. It says the film received generally positive reviews from critics who compared it favorably as a combination of ready player one, the Truman show, the matrix, the Lego movie and grand theft auto. And I don't think it's a combination of Grand Theft Auto. I think there are a lot of games that are open world. And also, yeah, I don't think it's like Grand Theft Auto. But no, uh, I think it's I think it's like Grand Theft Auto Online. Well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like there are other games that are like that, though, where you just run around and shoot people. Maybe, but Grand Theft Auto is right. the one that people know of. Like, no, one, no one's making a movie trying to appeal to everyone with, like, Red Dead Online. Um... I think that this is a, this came in above projections, which had it at about eighteen to twenty. Wow. Um, the 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 dash numbers dot com, which is a really uh, useful, especially now that Box Office Mojo exploded, um, tool, said that their um, their projection they have like a model that they plug it into. Um, this opened twelve million higher than our model's projection. If they thought it was going to be sixteen, so this is okay. this is a well above what people thought. Um, it's an original IP; it's not based on anything. That's always a, 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 a happy reason to celebrate when a movie like this overperforms. It's like more than double what the hitman's wife's bodyguard made, which is again a sequel, meaning it's IP versus a non-IP property. It speaks to the um, it. It speaks to the drought in the marketplace for such a thing, a little bit to Reynolds' staying power. It's hard to say it's, you know, uh, I was thinking of what to say there, and I was going to say it speaks to Reynolds in this kind of role, but he's just playing a more aloof character than he normally plays. I would not I would say that his character in The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which I haven't seen, is probably very similar to this. Some guy who's walking around going, you can't do that, you know, to yeah. Samuel Jackson. Sure. Uh, and so that's all, you know, he's in that I'm assuming he's a more annoyed version of this character, but it's still the Ryan Reynolds shtick, which is not a criticism, but it's, that's the case. Jody right. Colmer hasn't really been in a movie. Um, Taika, you know, all the other supporting characters aren't really draws. Sean uh, Levy, who's a very, uh, a decent director and he has a bunch of hits under his hand. He did real steel a few years ago. He, which made a lot of money for an original IP as well. Um, he did uh, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. He did the Night at the Museum films. So he's no stranger to like PG. I don't know if Real Steel was, but PG, PG-13. It was definitely PG-13. Family-oriented hits. So yeah. he was a good director to pull for this. Um, the positive reviews helped. I think that they marketed the shit out of this movie. And people showed up. Also, what's the difference between this and the Suicide Squad and Space Jam? And even though it opened to more Jungle Cruise, what's the difference here? Um, this movie is for everybody instead of exclusively children. No, I guess the Suicide Squad is not a child. Child? No, spell. it's not streaming anywhere. Oh right, 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 right. It's right, not right. of even even for paying customers like on Disney Plus. It's not available anywhere. You had to go to the theater to see this movie, and guess what? For more or less, people did. Let me tell you something. If this movie had come out in a relatively healthy marketplace and made twenty eight million, we'd all go. I mean, that's a wipe saving gross because like original IP can falter. Reynolds is a hit and miss. Um, and a movie like this, this smaller budgeted, it, it looks enormous though. Wouldn't you agree? Like it doesn't look like it just costs a hundred million. It's it's. A I big... think it looks about right. Okay, um, I I, th- I think it looks bigger in scope than its budget budget suggests. But um, it could it could get swallowed up in a normal marketplace by the big blockbuster surrounding it. And so this helped it stand. So this opening in a normal marketplace twenty eight, I think we'd all go, hey, listen, that was. As good as good can be, uh, and so I think this is a, 
I think this is a very surprising and big win. Now, what's the caveat here? Um, we have to I, see how it does next weekend. Yes. Because the second weekend drops have been killing movies. So next weekend we have Reminiscent out. Sean Levy's a star of uh, Real Steel, Hugh Jackman's new film, which I don't expect to do anything despite how just like decent I think it looks. Um, next weekend also has The Protégé. Which I know everyone's clamoring to see. Uh, can't next wait. going to be rough. Can't wait to see the protege, Paul Patrol, which currently it says limited release, which I can't imagine is the case, and the Night House, which says wide release, which I think is also a mistake. I think we should just flip those. Uh, but um, works for me. There isn't a big movie coming out. I mean, I honestly think Reminiscence is just going to bomb hard in the water. I don't think anyone's going to go see it. I agree. Um, I'm pre- I'm predicting a protege topped thing at least of the releases maybe free guy just does it two weeks in a row yeah uh so next week's gonna be a big pull there isn't a movie targeting this it has an a cinema score it's got buzz behind it Pete, what's it what's it notable about this release no is that it dropped i believe and i'm gonna check on uh on uh, one thing that Mojo's good for nowadays it dropped 0.8 percent from friday to saturday what does that tell you um, that it wasn't overly front loaded with interest. Right. Good word of mouth. People saw it. Most movies make most of their money on Friday. They drop on Saturday and drop a little harder on Sunday. This stayed the same, dropped a minuscule amount, which means people who saw it on Friday told their friends about it. Word of mouth is positive. I'm really hoping that this can leg it out. Uh, I think theaters need it. I think the marketplace needs it. And I think that uh, we as a, a movie going society needs a leggy film. Um, we'll talk about one that's uh, kind of, am I going to talk? Yeah, we're going to talk about one that's kind of being leggy right now. But I think this has the potential to do it. I'm very curious to see what next weekend holds. Um, but otherwise, this is going to be in theaters for 45 days exclusively until it goes to Disney Plus, uh, where you can watch it for free. Um I believe free. They might have you pay. I don't think they've said yet uh, that they might charge some money for it. I don't know, but it's going to be exclusively in theaters for 45 days. So I think families are going to catch up to it. And I really hope that they do. Uh, even though you and I were kind of soft on the movie. I, it's an original film in a, a marketplace that needs a hit. I'm hoping this can be the one to do it. It opened to 50 million worldwide. Um, go free guy opening weekends. What else opened this weekend? Don't breathe too. Opened to 10.6. That's a, I mean, that's a huge, the first one opened to 25. I'm really not going to spend that much time figuring out why one dropped over the other. We yeah. can do that in about a sentence. The original star left. It's a weird marketplace. It's not an original concept as the first one was. Bing, bang, boom. Here we are. Um, it got middling reviews and it's just a weird thing where the villain of the first film really, and I'm no spoilers, but really a disgusting individual in the first film does some really heinous shit. Yes. Uh, so, and it, that, that's us saying that, and we've seen a lot of stuff. But even us in the theater, I, I don't know if you're – can you describe the feeling of when we saw – and you know the shot I'm talking about, the close-up yeah. of the thing. What our reaction was and the, what the uh, theater's reaction a, was? A, true, a truly genuine, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I think there were audible groans from the crowd. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, there were noises. God. And um, there are – you know there are ways to do a, a big bad villain from the first movie becomes like the guy you root for in the second movie. Sure, Freddy uh, Krueger, Terminator, to Terminator Two, uh, yep. being I think the biggest example in my mind. But this guy, oh, you mean actively being the good guy? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah this guy wasn't really uh, suited to being a hero no. in a film. He also and, wasn't a breakout character like the Terminator was, where like right. the audience was just like, I want to see this man again. Right. Uh, so yeah, and, and also the first Don't Breathe came out five years ago. For guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time for a sequel. I don't know how you do it without the, the original star in it. Not to say Jane Levy is a draw at the box office, but it just gives some continuity yeah. to it what's just, going it makes, on. It immediately makes Don't Breathe 2 seem cheap. Right. 
that they were like, we can't have her, so we'll just put this guy with other people, and he's going to be in charge. Um, having said that, a $10 million opening for a movie that nobody wanted, not the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, what did Escape Room open to? I'm looking it up now. Escape Room opened to eight, Noah. So this is two okay. above yeah. that, and this is R-rated. So this is a minor uh, thing of IP. And, uh, just Don't Breathe, if you recall, opened... It opened up much better reviews than Escape Room, made more money, but opened longer ago than yeah. Escape Room. So um, that's nice that uh, people wanted to see it, and some people did. Respect the Aretha, the two-hour and 25-minute Aretha Franklin biopic starring Jennifer Hudson opened with $8.8 million. Um, that's a fine – let me see what Stillwater opened to. I think that's a pretty good comp, don't you? Just kind of an adult Yeah, skewer. sure. A film adult movie for adults. So that, that opened, was like six, wasn't it? So already, yeah, it was five. Just Even about worse. Just five. Uh, five point one eight eight. So this obviously uh, brought in a more uh, expansive audience, probably more younger skewing than uh, Stillwater. Um, it has decent to middling reviews. Mainly, people are saying that she's good in it. If the movie is just entirely formulaic. Uh, a good indicator that I wasn't even expecting is my mom, who's a huge Aretha Franklin fan, was going to go see the movie and and someone who doesn't normally you know talk about runtimes balked at the runtime. She said, "Do you know how long it is?" And I said, "No." She said, two and a half hours." And I said, "Well, she lived a long life." And my mom said, "Yeah, but I just watched her life unfold in the Genius Colon Aretha." miniseries which is an extension of the i think it's national geographic right um their show genius which originally had albert einstein then i think it was picasso that's with antonio banderas and then it was aretha played by cynthia revo Uh, my mom watched that and she said i just saw her life so she does want to see the movie but she's not super excited about it i think that that's a big end especially because the the reviews aren't like this if the reviews were this is the aretha franklin biopic we'd be talking about a different story but the reviews are pretty much like it's i don't know it's a biopic and she's good in it but it's just a whatever biopic well then most people who like Aretha Franklin probably watched that other show so are they going to go out yeah. to see it who's to say this isn't this is in our current marketplace 8.8 million isn't a bad opening um no we'll see we'll see if it has legs Next weekend, in its second weekend, speaking of legs, uh, much like many of the characters in the film, just cut off at the knees. Yeah, uh, the Suicide cut, Squad's cut legs down. exploded brutally. The Suicide Squad dropped 71.5%, made $7.5 million this weekend, 42 total. I'm, I said this to Noah, I'm not going to sit here and go through, that's the biggest hold since this, or that's a hold on par with this movie nobody liked, or all this kind of stuff, because I think it's hampering on a good movie that was made uh, with good intentions, but ill-conceived, I think I'll say. Um, It opened in a marketplace that didn't want it, met by people who didn't want to see it, and this is what's happening. So I don't think we should harp on it too much. I will say that... um, it's just not going anywhere. Uh, it, it might not even cross. I mean, it, it'll probably cross 50 million, but not by much. So yeah. uh, RIP to the Suicide Squad. In our spotlight, so let's have some good news here. Jungle Cruise, I want to mention this quickly. Look at that drop, Noah, 42.3%. Yeah, very regular. Very regular. And almost almost made another $10 million this weekend. It's at 82. No, this opened to 35, and it's already at 82. 154 worldwide. I think this is getting over a hundred. I was just going to ask. I think you answered before I could. I think we have uh, our first, you know, original quote unquote movie and our first movie since like black widow uh, to, to get over a hundred. And, uh, and I think that's very cool. I think we're definitely getting a sequel with these numbers. I think this means people are seeing this movie and I think we're definitely getting a sequel. Um, also in the spotlight, old Noah, this movie keeps dropping so tiny, 42 and a half, 42 and a half. And I respectable. I know that it made only another $2 million, just like whatever, but like the movie's going to get over $45 million and probably over it. It's going to get close to over 80 million worldwide. It costs like sub $30 million. And it opened to six. The, the big barometer is if it has legs, it opened to 16 and it's going to get close to 
let's see what's what's four times uh, 15 Noah? 60 okay it's gonna get close to like three times that amount. it's gonna get over three times its opening weekend um so people saw this movie and and that's also a lot of fun because why is that fun it's an original film yeah so i'm Maybe happy we'll for that too i'm happy for that small i hope it's too i'm hoping for that small success or noah how about this t-o-o-l-d Tooled. Too well, okay, but it's uh, it's too old. Yeah, okay. But like the right. logo is the T O, and then the O is just big, and then the other thing is L D on the other side of it. Too Maybe. old, or you make like it two too, rings that are like I like too old, like a Venn diagram. But, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, that's a nice little mid-sized hit. And the last one I want to talk about is F Nine: The Fast Saga. It's making under a million dollars now. It's not going to get over 180. However, at 172 during a pandemic with a franchise that's on its way out, that's a big hit. It's going to get real close, Noah, to $700 million worldwide, which in normal times would be a just great total for the ninth film in a franchise. Sure. It's quite good. Uh, And this weekend, the reason why I'm bringing it up is that it grossed – this weekend it crossed $500 million internationally. Um, okay which is also very exciting so it's still big overseas and uh that's all i got for the box office all right then it's time to play everyone's favorite game did it it make make more more or or less less than than open open water water. we all know how to play i name a movie and you tell me whether it made more or less than open water at the box office for a bonus point you can tell me what year the movie came out are you ready to play yes you very odd like children's show thank you i our first film yeah i'm I'm not gonna do it now you're in your head yeah no i yes our first film was ghost in the shell our first film is ghost in the shell um is this the remake this is uh yes this is the the scar joe the one that we saw i'm gonna say more it did make more correct yeah wow when did go oh man 2008 18? 17. 17. I was debating between 18 and 19, and I was like, there's no way it came out. Again, I was going to say last year, even though that's two years ago. All right. (laughs) Almost three soon. Uh, Nah. Your second film, Uh Larry Crown. Whoa. That's going to be right on the line. I'm going to say less. Larry Crown made more Shit. than gotta, open I gotta, water. I got to get the date here so you don't freak out at me losing. Uh, oh, boy. Two th- oh, I'm going to love all this. 2011. Exactly right. Oh, thank exactly God. Right. In my mind, I was like, could that be 2000? That does, It doesn't seem like it's 10 years old, that movie. And I thought, could it be 2015? Ooh. Maybe? And then I thank God. Okay, great. I. Uh, so you're still uh, you're still in the game. You just need one of two on Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> two Streeps. No, never mind. Streep wasn't in either of the other two. Um, Streep should have been in Ghost in the Shell. Less. Correct. Okay. Well done. <laughs> and, uh, Ricky <laughs> and the Flash. Do you think they meant her hot flashes because she's so old? I definitely do. Okay. Uh, explicit in the text if John, you ever bothered to watch it. John, I should watch it. Jonathan, I think it's Jonathan Demme's last movie. Uh, I like Diablo Cody. I like the cast. Why wouldn't I? Um, we go do it right now. No, no, no. It's too late for Brian. Uh, two thousand and I'll say that one was two thousand and eight. Uh, I must. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I'll say two thousand eighteen. Still. I uh, no, it was fifteen. Much lo- wow, I am just much older. not around these last few years. It's not sticking. But you did I survived. Uh, recover from your two-game skid. You were back on a winning streak. Oh, did I get uh, four of six? You got well. You get no. You got three of six, but that's enough. Oh, okay, great. I. Uh, so congratulations Thank on you. your return to victory. Thank you. I uh, and now. Come and gone from a theater near you. Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Yeah. 
back to a time before you'd achieved that dramatic victory. Back from uh, before moments ago? <laughs> yeah, well, we're going well before that, to 2005, oh. in fact. Oh, I love it. I love this time. Okay, 2005. 2005 was a shitty summer, people thought. Didn't things didn't make as much as everybody thought they would make? Was it like the Dukes of Hazard? No, it was not. That had opened was, uh, two weeks prior. But that was on the list. The Skeleton Key. Uh, no, that had opened last week. <laughs> Shit. And I had I'm seen getting... it in theaters. I remember you saw it in theaters. This is right before we met. I'm getting the, the month right with these movies I'm picking, which I think yeah. is impressive in and of itself. Uh... Tough. I feel like it's some stupid action movie. Like, it's not. Like, oh, it's not. Okay. No. All right, give me a clue. It's a very important film to you. What? Very important. Important to me? Yeah. Why? Uh, Because of how much you liked it. Oh, the 40-year-old virgin. I know. Yeah. Is that right? It is the 40-year-old virgin. I remember... See, of course, I saw that in theaters. Roger even gave it a four-star review. I read that review in the paper. I was already excited to see it, but I was like, oh, my God, it's supposed to be, like, really good. That's awesome. And then I went to see it, and I was changed forever. It's still one of my favorite comedies. Um, I watched some of it uh, the other day. Yeah, it's got uh, – it, uh, it started a whole Apatow thing for you. You're a huge Carell guy. Huge Carell guy. I'm a huge Rudd guy. I like Rogan. I like it pretty yeah. much everybody in that movie. Um, yeah, I just watched – parts of it uh today so many people on that mindy kaling elizabeth banks uh kevin hart jonah hill katherine keener katherine keener is wonderful in that movie by the way no do you remember me saying i keep saying i keep having a vision in my head of somebody going hello and then like someone it just like the line cutting like they're not being a thing after that but i just remember somebody very up at uh, very up at Italy, very like happily and joyfully going like hello and then just cuts and sure. i couldn't place it it's the 40 year old virgin it's when he's trying to call her on the phone and oh. it keeps hanging up i saw a later scene where he does call her and she picks up the phone and she says uh, she thinks he's a telemarketer um but i swear to god she she picks up and she goes hello and then he goes whoop and he hangs up the phone i didn't see it but i saw a later scene where he called her. i was like oh my yeah. god this is it so i figured it out uh, I know exactly what this opened to, my friend. It is a surprisingly low, right? $21 million. Correct. 21.4. Isn't that surprisingly low? I I mean, I guess it opened number one. It wasn't like a thing yet. I'm going to see what box office guru... Th- oh, wait. Maybe I should wait. Do we have any other movies this weekend? Yes, there was one okay. more. I'm not going to play it. Before Little Virgin, Noah, over $100 million. That legged it out like a champ. Yeah. Should have been nominated for um, at least original screenplay. Anyway. I I don't disagree. Your uh, second film, though, we're looking for more of a thriller. A thriller. Okay. I'll need a, another hint then. I got uh, lucky with the Appetite one. Well, I didn't. You gave me a hint. I thought about it for a minute. Yeah. Uh, probably a uh, lesser known... Was it derailed? No. No, it was not. No. It's going to be a lesser known film from a, a truly top tier genre director. Oh, my. I, oh, my. Oh, my. Just in, in terms of his like importance to the genre. he's To the genre of thriller. No, 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 no. Uh, to the genre of horror. Yes. Oh, Red Eye. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, people love Red Eye. Killian Murphy said in an interview with Mike Ryan at Uprox when Quiet Place was coming out, he doesn't know why people love that movie so much. Mm. He's like, I get recognized for it, and I'm like, why do you like it so much? First of all, he's insane. It is a tight thriller. It is well-crafted. And maybe the ending gets a little faulty when they're just like, <laughs> I was just thinking Nelson, um, or whoever says that. Uh um, when they get off the plane and like it's a race against time before something explodes, like that's a little whatever. But like the stuff, and it's by the way, Noah, it's a 
and I know I just said shockingly as an adjective, it's a shockingly short film. Red Eye, uh, which doesn't come up immediately. I've got, that, I've got the Wikipedia up. It's uh, 85 minutes long. 85, you're in and out of this movie. So, yeah. like, the stuff on the plane is incredible, and they're both great in it. Rachel McAdams is a dream. Um, but have you seen Red Eye? Never seen it. I really should, though. We should. We should watch Red Eye. It goes by in a flash, man. It's just a, it's like a popcorn ball. Sitting there in a theater eating popcorn, you're having a great time. Um, that opened to, well, uh, opened at less than 21, I guess, because I know before you topped the box office and you said so yourself. So I'm going to say that opened to like 18. 16.1. It's a little low. Yeah. yeah. What did that What did that end up gross? You click on that. Is it end yes. up grossing like 50? I think that leg did it. See, that leg did perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Great like departure for him, but that's a, it's a real good one. Really good late, late in his career. Uh, flick. I like, uh, I like that. It's like Joyride. I like both those the same yeah, way. Just like sure. these pulpy B movies. Um, anything else? I uh, no, that is it for that weekend. Right, so no, I, uh, no interesting. So limits just to give some context, what I'm doing box office mojo, Used to, which is a website by this guy who's a box office expert. He used to put out Thursday previews where he would preview the weekend, talk about what movies, the movie's strengths, their weaknesses, what they'd open to, what he predicted they would open to. And then he would have a, um, a column on Sunday saying how uh-huh. they did and why they did and stuff like that. He doesn't do the Thursday anymore and he honestly rarely does actual columns. So in my mind, I'm like, then what are you doing? Having said that, never ever take your website down because I go back because he has all of these like 52 columns a year all the way dating back to like 1997, 1998. And right. so you can go back and click on a year like uh, 2019, October 9th, Couples Retreat opened and I scroll down and I go compared to projections, it came in ahead of $24 million when it actually opened to 34. So then I go, oh, okay. Couples Retreat was a surprise hit. It puts me in a nice context of like the buzz around the movie at the time of its release. Sure. So I'm going to do that for the, it's a lot of fun. I read them a bunch. I'm going to do that to the 40-year-old virgin. That was August 19th, you said? Yes, that is. Okay. Uh, so he said that landed in the top spot, blah, 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 blah. Um, and down at the bottom, compared to projections, Fortnite Virgin and Red Eye both debuted a couple notches ahead of my respective projections of 17 million and 13. So the fact that the 40 old Virgin got above 20 back in 2005 was seen as a big deal because nobody knew who Steve Carell was, nobody knew who anybody in the movie was, and nobody knew who Judd Apatow was. Yeah, so that that was that's uh, kind of why it didn't strike me as uh, surprisingly low. And yet the projections were 17 million. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it surprised and that that's, that kind of helped its buzz build and everybody saw it. Um, boy, that was a good one. Just doing that weekend. That's a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. Uh, I don't have an early reaction, so recommend a movie. All right. Uh, for me, it's just because of how fervently society is telling me they don't want to see this. I got to double down on my suicide squad wreck. Yeah. Uh, I, I get it. Everyone everyone's out for what one reason or another. But like, if you're going to the movies at all, suicide the Suicide Squad is uh, about about as good as you can do for mass market entertainment right now. And so, see that and not like respect. <laughs> no respect for respect. Oh, no respect for respect. Um. I mean, that's a good call. I don't want to also double that just because, you know, I, uh, two of us do it. I guess I could. I'm, I'm just trying to see if Reminiscence is supposed to be good at all. I might just do a free, a free plug, but there's no reviews at all. So I don't know how it is. Do you think um, that's getting over 10? No. No, I don't either. I really don't. I don't think there's any. I mean, we've seen a trailer for it. I don't think this is much of an exaggeration. Every single time we've gone to the theater. Yeah, pretty much. But I don't think that's going to translate to people actually seeing it. No, because most people aren't going to the theater that often. Which sucks, because uh, I think it looks cool. So you know what? I am going to say reminiscence. And if it's garbage, I'm sorry. You know what? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say, Don. Yeah. 
I'm going to recommend UC Reminiscence based on the fact that when we were all in 2014, 2014, 2004, 2003, 2007, whatever, we would take a chance on uh, uh, just regular movies starring people we liked. And we yeah. would want to see them in a movie and we would think it looked interesting and we would go. And so I like Hugh Jackman. Do you? I do. I like Rebecca Ferguson. How about you? Sure. What about Tandy Newton? Also sure. They're both great. They're all, everyone's great. So I say take a chance and go see Reminiscence just like we used to do. Having said that, my caveat is check the reviews and if it's supposed to be shit, then decide for yourself whether you want to spend the time and money. Or just don't check the reviews. Sure. Go in blind. Who cares? It's a movie. It's less than two hours. Not by much, but it's less than two hours. You'll be in and out. And uh, if it's bad, then you can say at a party, oh, I saw a bad movie, which everyone loves to do. Yeah, we're all going to parties. So, okay. That's true. If you're going to a party keep, with people who you know are vaccinated keep, and they're keep safe. Keep reminiscence in your back pocket for an anecdote to tell in, uh, in a little while. Have you seen Reminiscent? And nine times out of ten, they'll go, what? What is that? Hugh Jackman's <laughs> yeah. in a movie? Does he play Wolverine? Um but that's uh, that, that's what I'll hey, say. Wolverine or P.T. Barnum? No, that's I'm what out. I'll, that's what I'll say. His name is Nick Bannister, which is a weird name. I agree. All right. Um, that's it. No, plug us up. You can come find us at what's in the box office.com. We are on Twitter at with box office. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere you find podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are yeah. on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. We are on Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, the premium version as well as the uh, ad-supported version. Uh, check us out on both. See which one you like. Yeah, listen to it twice. Um, give five stars to each if that's an option. I don't know. And uh, do that. Next week, we have a plethora of movies that probably aren't going to do well. But the main focus is really, unless something surprises, is going to be on Free Guys second weekend. Is it the savior of the free theatrical marketplace? That was a stretch. Um <laughs> We'll have to see. Free guy, cure world peace. <laughs> I'm hoping for good things. Uh, we also may not have an episode next week. Or if we do, it'll be later in the week, like Wednesday. Or if we do, it might be a repeat, as I've been thinking about. I don't know. We're going to be busy next week. We you know are. what I mean? I do. So here's my idea. Should I throw I- it out there on the pod or just wait? I, yeah, throw it out there on the pod with we, the caveat that uh, this this it, might not be what happens. It might not be what happens. My thought was that uh, we release an episode as you do with your um, uh, what, what is your segment called? <laughs> Come and gone from a theater near gone. you. Yeah, yeah. We release the episode from one of our previous years of that same weekend. Ah, interesting. And interesting we thought, yeah, we can record something up top. You know, just a uh-huh. quick. Uh, thing this is a repeat of uh this weekend uh we'll be back next weekend we record a little ad and we're good to go it might be interesting to to see what we we're all talking about a year or well not a year ago but two years ago or three years ago so might do that might do an episode on wednesday who knows what'll happen sure if something really interesting happens i'll push for an episode if not who knows what'll happen yeah but, uh, if we if we get three movies that open to seven million dollars then yeah and, and free guy probably. drops Free guy drops like 50 and I'm just like, well, that's nothing. That doesn't mean anything to me right now. (laughs) You know, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, tune in next week to find that's the more interesting living or not. A free guy does. What what do we do on the podcast? What are you going to hear? All right. Tune in to find that out. This has been what's in the box office. I have been your host, Brian. And I've been your host. And maybe we'll see you next week. Who knows? And until then, if you feel safe, go to a movie.